Wednesday, May 9th, lots of tweets, emails, bullpens, and home runs to talk about today. Josh Hamilton. Hey, did you guys, uh, you guys see what happened? No, did Josh Hamilton do something last night? Yeah, four times. And he doubled. Josh Hamilton, 18 total bases, an American League record. There's your stat of the day. He's the 16th player to hit four home runs in a game. He's the first since Carlos Delgado in 2003. And I think I saw a tweet on SportsCenter from Sean Green. Did he hit four in a game? He did. He said, thank you to Josh Hamilton for making people remember me. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good way to go about it. Adam Azer, Al Melky, or Nando Defino. Nando, we also uh, wanted... um, a, uh, a softball update. One of our <laughs> listeners, a tweeter, said, Jonathan Jonathan said, can we get a weekly feature on Nando's softball adventures? What's his BABIP, et cetera? It might be. It's, it's, it's exactly the same as it was two weeks ago. I've not really been invited to play. I was a sub anyway, to be fair. But <laughs> I went out. I bought a bat. I had a few hits the last game I played. And they didn't invite you back? Well, I was a sub. Too crowded? I think I was told so, next season. You got sent down to softball AAA? Yeah, which is not playing anything. <laughs> which, is, which is sitting around the office. Restricted list, maybe? Yeah, I'm on the restricted list for bad comments. We put him on the uh, DL for anxiety, one of those uh, one of those BS DL things. All right, coming up today, advice for Josh Hamilton owners. We got bullpen updates. We're grading your trades Alan Nando are going to also debate the best way to determine the standings, determine wins and losses in fantasy leagues, and much more. Follow us on Twitter at CBS Fantasy BB, at Nando CBS N A N D O, at Al Milk CBS Al M E L C, at CBS Scott White, at Adam Azer A I Z E R. Email us at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com or at cbsinteractive.com and facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy Baseball. So let's talk about Josh Hamilton. Any of you own him in any leagues? I'm sure you do. Of course I don't. Oh, you don't? No. Oh. Not in one league. <laughs> oh. I know. Nando? I got him. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I got him in my home league, as we say in the industry. Nice. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the one with our friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations. You're going to have a nice week. What would you do right now with Josh Hamilton? I think I'd trade him. Yeah. If I could. What would you look for? One of the top. Jose Bautista. You would trade Hamilton for Bautista right now? Yeah, I think I would. Look, it's it's a given every year, and I think it was, I want to say it was Jim Duquette who had said this back in the day on a, on a different show, but uh, like that I'd been on like in a couple years ago, said that uh, injuries is it's it's a skill as much as hitting home runs as much as everything else he considered a skill, and I I thought of that every time for the last three years, and I've been looking at these players who every year they get injured constantly, and it was one of the greatest points I've ever heard since then. Just some you know you get injured. That's a skill, just like hitting a baseball. So if you look at it like that, Josh Hamilton, every year, one of his skills is getting injured. <laughs> He's one of the best. Would you take that deal? Uh, yeah, I was thinking that's a great deal. I would do that too if I had been smart enough to draft Josh Hamilton in the first place. So there, here are some actual trades that went down in some of our leagues involving Hamilton made recently in the last few days. Hamilton for Pujols in a Roto League. I would, I would take Pujols on that, yeah. Hamilton for Roy Halladay in a head-to-head league. I wouldn't. I don't mess with pitchers for for. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Hamilton for Joe Mauer and Justin Upton in a roto league. Hmm. I wouldn't. I don't think I would. Yeah, I'd, I'd want a different. I'd do Carlos Santana and Justin Upton for Hamilton. Yeah, because Mauer's is also a very skilled uh, player. In yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. Well, Justin Upton's proving to go down that path a little bit too. Just, just for argument's sake, just to play devil's advocate. 
What if he doesn't get injured? You could be. It's not before today he was having. A great well, if he year. doesn't get injured, you end up with Jose Bautista. Not necessarily because Josh Hamilton. I mean, Danny Nobler, one of our baseball columnists, wrote about it. Not even Albert Pujols is Josh Hamilton's talent. That's what Nobler said, and I think you can make the case that Kemp and Hamilton might be the most talented players in baseball. If he stays healthy, he could have he could have a historic season. Now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Um, you know, and I made a couple of years ago. I made that argument, and exactly the same argument. And, and I think I was arguing, you know, draft him first, last o- year, first I, overall. Yeah. And oh, I, I don't know if that was last year, but yeah, I remember last I, year you were high on him. Was very high reason. on him last year, and um, yeah, I think this is maybe two years ago. And uh, yeah, but it's just too too consistent of an injury history for me to ignore that anymore. But no, you're absolutely right. If he if this could somehow be the year that Hamilton stays healthy, he's probably the number one player in fantasy. But we say that every year in like right. June. Every yeah, year he I does know. this, and it's like we don't learn. Oh, could this be the year for Josh Hamilton? Well, maybe it is. Well, I finally learned. But. Yeah, and every year we say this. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, that's fair. Stat of the day number two, not so fantasy relevant, but kind of cool. Article in the New York Times yesterday. Do you guys uh, know who John Dewan is? I do. Yeah. I'm sure you do. I don't. I didn't until yesterday. You do now. Uh, head of Baseball Info Solutions and the co-author of The Fielding Bible. He says the Rays saved themselves 85 runs in 2011. That's eight to nine wins they earned just with defensive shifts. And this year, the Rays have already saved themselves 28 runs. Pretty cool to, to watch all the shifts that they do. And I think Joe Madden is the manager for Fantasy Geeks Everywhere. Absolutely. He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, because Fantasy Geeks hate him because he can't put a regular lineup out there. That's true. That's true. It's, he's, yeah. really, he's, he's screwing around at the same time. He's a polarizing figure amongst the That's why it's good to draft Ben Zobris, because no matter what shenanigans he's up to, he always finds a place for Zobris in the lineup. Yeah, and Sean Rodriguez, too. See, somehow always Sean Rodriguez. It's like they invent the 10th position some days just so Sean Rodriguez can be in there. (laughs) Also, yesterday, Will Venable hit a foul ball in the seventh inning. It bounced into a fan's beer along the third baseline. And this is straight from the AP notes. Undaunted, the fan chugged the beer with the ball still in the cup. See, to me, this goes ahead of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that should be the first story. That's right disgusting. There. Okay, I don't drink beer whatever, but let's just say it was a Coke and a baseball fell in it. No chance I'm drinking that. He thing. was playing Beirut. That's all it is, just on a larger <laughs> level. Maybe they have this very big cosmic game with Will Venable and this man <laughs> in the stands. Well, Will Venable did take the baseball and put it in the, the clean water cup before <laughs> he hit the foul ball. Azer, thank you for respecting that as Beirut and not beer pong because those are two I've already known it. I've always known it as beer pong, but I, I will respect I've it I've known beer pong with actually playing ping pong with beers on the other side of the table you try to hit it into. I've never seen that. I've heard about it. But I've never seen it. Yeah, so maybe it's my age. I've heard it exists. I'll have to admit, I've never heard it called Beirut, so. No. Beer pong, whatever. So I just learned something. <laughs> we have a very strong, loyal fan base. All right, here's a quick note on prospects here. Just one. Christian Friedrich, he's uh, starting today for the Rockies in San Diego. Should you pick him up before everybody goes crazy? There's a good chance in San Diego he's going to pitch well because Alex White did it yesterday. Yeah, and I'm not sure which one of these guys or maybe if either one of these guys sticks. I mean, when Guthrie comes back, one of them has to go. And I have to think Shasin's back, you know, after not too long a period. So I, my, I guess my answer would be not to go crazy over either of them. Plus, I have some concerns about both of these guys just in terms of, of their track records. I mean, Friedrich in particular pitched back-to-back years at AA and even after repeating the level wasn't that impressive there, but has been really good in AAA this year and you know 
we'll see. Like you said, probably be good in his major league debut uh, at Petco. But I, I wouldn't uh, pick up either of these guys outside of a really deep and uh, only league. What about Pomeranz? I mean, well, everyone's running to get White and Friedrich trying to show off how smart they are. Yeah. Pomeranz, I think he's probably only owned, what, like 26% of our leagues, maybe? Right. He's got a, a steady job. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, you have to put him, him ahead of the other two. He's got better minor league numbers than both of them, arguably. And he homered yesterday, or two days ago. Yeah, <laughs> and then, they, then he went out but of the game. It doesn't count. He, he may not make his next start, but they're hoping that he will. Um, but nothing too serious. Okay, quick bullpen updates. Chris Sale. There's a saga now going on with Chris Sale. First of all, he came in in the eighth inning yesterday, and he did struggle, although there was an error behind him that did not help. Addison Reed got the save in the tenth inning. And we, we saw an article where Sale... May not stay in the bullpen, Al. He might go back to the rotation. I think if you've got roster space, Addison Reed is a good guy to to take a look at. He hasn't allowed an earned run yet in 10 innings with 14 strikeouts. What do you make of all this? Yeah, I, I, know, I, I think I, I beg to differ here because okay. um, I don't think the, the saga has changed really all that much. I mean, yeah, there was the story that came out, so it sort of brought it back to light. But initially the plan was that um, Sale was going to be the closer for an unspecified, I think was the term they used, uh, yeah. amount of time. So I think that they, they don't really know exactly what they're going to do long-term with Sale. All they know is they want to preserve his elbow. And that, to me, says that Reed's not going to get a, a chance to close more than occasionally uh, anytime soon. So uh, there's a whole lot of other closers, cl- closer and waiting types I'd target before Reed, as good as Reed is. And look, it's not... Sale came in for a, what looked like a, a five-out save, basically, right? He came in Five or six, but yeah, yeah, for a two-inning stint, possibly. I mean, you're still you're you're reverse stretching out Chris Sale. They brought him in because um, they were in trouble and they wanted to get, I guess, their best guy in there. And it's not like an Seves type experiment where the guy's never closed before. I mean, Sale was a very successful closer last year, so he can pout, but he's still a great closer. <laughs> All right, Rafael Soriano pitched the eighth for the Yankees. David Robertson pitched the ninth. He loaded the bases and then he struck out Carlos Pena to get the save. That's pretty much vintage David Robinson. I was going to say, that is classic. <laughs> uh, John Rausch got the save for the Mets, but that was because Frank Francisco was unavailable after pitching three straight days. Scott, Ra- Scott Downs could be ready to go today. Francisco Cordero could be on thin ice in Toronto. Who would you guys look at as a replacement there? i just wait for Santos to come back. <laughs> I don't think he's that far away, really. Maybe two or three weeks? Yeah, I think that's right couple okay. weeks. It's going to be a mishmash until Santos comes back if they get rid of Cordero. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick a guy, I'd say Jason Frazier, but yeah. He always, with, like for the last 10 years, Jason Frazier has been like in the mix for Toronto saves. <laughs> <laughs> with a brief respite in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Dale Thayer, two saves and two straight nights for the Padres. And is, is he the guy to add right now? He's only only 5% of leagues. I think he's, with this group of 15 closers who are <laughs> vaguely closers, vaguely thinning guys, I think he'd be the one right now. It looks like it's not going to be Kashner, I guess. I guess. I mean, I, I still, you know, they said it's by committee. No reason to think why they've abandoned that just because Thayer's got back-to-back saves. But uh, definitely, it makes me more down on Kashner than up on Thayer. Would you take a flyer on Thayer or Addison Reed? Uh, Thayer, just because I think the opportunities are more available for him now. More bullpen struggles coming up later in the show as Valverde, Hanrahan, and Henny Rodriguez uh, we're not good yesterday. Three up, three down. Rotation time. Three up. Number one is Andres Torres. He's hitting well. Batting average is at three thirteen. Slow start in the stolen bases. Only one so far in nine games. But maybe people forgot about him a little bit. He's only owned in in twelve uh, percent of leagues now. I know. Do you like Andres Torres? I do. I do. I think people were worried, you know, that there was going to be a log jam in that outfield when he came back with Newenheis playing so well. But 
He's playing, and he's hitting. We're just waiting for him to steal. I think Torres has a really hard time shaking his reputation that's now like three years old of him being a quadruple-A guy. But he's, he has been pretty good. Um, I mean, initially when he came up with the Giants, he was, was, he was very, very good. So, uh, yeah, I have to admit, I was, I was drawn into that because I thought that with Neuenheis that there, maybe he would go back to being the spare outfielder type. But he's got the skills to be a, a good starter. Jason Bay is nowhere near ready to yeah, return. Right. Mm-hmm. So it helps him uh, and Neuenheis. And Torres or Mike Trout, fellas? I'd go Mike Trout. I would too. Torres or Juan Pierre? Torres. Uh, I think I'd go Juan Pierre. Torres or Johnny Damon? I'd go Torres on that one. Me too. All right, three up number two is Ryan Domit. It's another guy who could be under-owned. He's owned in 35% of leagues, and he has homered three times in three games. He homered uh, yesterday and twice two or three days ago now. Uh, Domit or Russell Martin? As much as I love Domit, I think I'd, I'd do Russell Martin on that one. I would, too. It's, it's a tough decision to make right now with Domit being a hot hitter, but, yeah, Martin. Domit or A.J. Pierzynski? I'd do Domit on that one. Domit. Jonathan Lucroy. That's the toughest one there. Actually, I think yeah. I got this question on t- Twitter uh, yesterday, and I, I went Luke Roy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's where our philosophical differences show up. Right? But, I, but I think I might give Domit the edge just because he's catcher, outfield, and you know, eventually I think first base. Yeah, and actually, yeah, right now he's probably going to get more playing time than Luke Roy. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, Luke Roy I, is really good. He is. Yeah. Dude, uh, that doesn't have the power, though, which is why I, I figured you would go for Domit there. Oh. <laughs> well. Just when you think you have me figured out. <laughs> New surprises every day with Nando Dofino. You know who else is really good and has power? Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran <laughs> is the number three outfielder now behind Hamilton and Kemp. He homered twice yesterday. Thoughts on Beltran, Nando? He's got that Josh Hamilton-type skill of getting yeah, injured. he does. Um, so I, I think Beltran, last year, remember we were saying it right around, right before he got traded to the Giants, he finally got a healthy year. Carlos Beltran finally, finally stayed healthy. Looks great. And then, of course, goes the Giants, gets hurt, and that's it. Yeah. It's just going to happen again. He's so another sell high. What would you target for him? Gee. I don't know. His, his value Yavani compared Gallardo? to where he was on draft day is so different now. He's been so good. And I thought he was so undervalued on draft yeah. day, but yeah, at this point it's probably gone too far in the other direction. Hayward or uh, Beltran? Yes, yeah, I'd go Hayward there because, I mean, I know he's had his injury issues too, but... Uh, I just feel better about having him uh, for the whole year. I think you get a Grinky for Beltron if you're in the right league. Maybe right around that, that would area. That would be a nice haul. That would be a great trade. I mean, it's, a, it's a buy low, sell high. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the way to go. We will talk about Gallardo. He could be a good buy low candidate. I got a nice stat on Gallardo. Um, I'm fired up about it. We're almost there. Three down. Three down number one is a couple of closers, actually. Joel Hanrahan blew a save, and then Henry Rodriguez blew a save and blew the game. Are you worried about either of these guys? Hanrahan hasn't really been so great this year. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about each of them. Uh, with Rodriguez, I mean, I came in with, with pretty low expectations, and, and he has pleasantly surprised me. But so obviously, you know, when he does blow up, it sort of validates the, the fears I had about him in the first place. Right. With Hanrahan, yeah, I mean, he's just he's been a hard guy to peg because, you know, there have been times where he's been a strikeout pitcher, times where he's been more of a pitch-to-contact ground ball guy. I'm not really sure who he is, um, but I, I do trust him more than Hanrahan. I mean, more than uh, – <laughs> I trust Hanrahan more than Atrod. Yeah. Uh, Jose Valverde got his sixth save, but he was bad again. And he needed a great catch by Don Kelly to get out of a jam. He walked the bases loaded. Would you – own Joaquin Benoit right now 
Would you speculate on that? That depends. I mean, I think I'd rather I'd rather go roll as Chapman than Joaquin Benoit. Um, I mean, you talk about a guy Valverde who you know, had what fifty, forty something straight staves. I don't know. The only, I mean, I, re- <laughs> I really don't know about that. I guess I'd have to figure out who I'd drop for Benoit. But yeah, he's a great speculative pick. I think he, he's maybe like fourth on a list of ten. I'd say. Would you rather have him or Addison Reed? I'd rather have him. Benoit? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd have Reed because I don't think either guy is likely to see save chances anytime soon, but I like Reed's skill set better. So all things being equal, I'd, I'd rather just have Reed in my roster. To me, Benoit is the guy that you have on that AL, that deep AL only roster when you just you need a reliever and, yeah. you're, and you're being completely speculative. You know, so to me, it's sort of like Glenn Perkins. Um you know who who could be a good closer, but and, and Caps doesn't seem like the most imposing obstacle. Yeah. But I don't see Caps losing the job anytime soon. And I, I feel like Valverde, maybe he shouldn't, but I just perceive that he's got this incredibly long leash. But he could be hurt. That's the only thing is when you yeah. when you drop that skill entirely. That's what I'm thinking with Heath Bell. That's what I'm thinking with Valverde. Even Hammer. I mean, Hammerhead missed some time when Juan Cruz filled in for him because he was hurt. And maybe they're just not. That's a good right point. yet. I mean, you don't yeah. a guy who's shown that mentality and that 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 skill and that guile. Uh, you know, you don't just start blowing saves like this, especially the top-level guys. Well, but my opinion on Valverde, and you guys can tell me if you agree with this or not, is that he was so lucky last year to not blow any saves. I mean, it was like he, he played with fire and never got burned. And now he finally is. And the Tigers, by the way, they're not in first place. They're not running away with the division. They're struggling right now. Um, I, I, I would think he has a long leash because he had such a great year last year. But a few more of these, and <laughs> and who knows? I, I Well, yeah. I agree with that completely. Um, and that's why the injury issue didn't even enter my mind. And I think it's a good thing to, to bring up. But yeah, I, I've, yeah, I think that's exactly what's happening here. It was just that he, it's like a making up for good luck sort of thing. Regressing to the mean. Yeah, and that's <laughs> uh, some. <laughs> three down number three, Alexi Ramirez went 0 for 5. He's three for his last 24. He's batting under 200 with one home run, 12 RBIs. Thoughts on Ramirez? He, uh, he, he traditionally and historically has good maze. So, I mean, you, you go back a few years in, in those splits. That's the only thing I can come up with. Otherwise, he just lost. He had a terrible April. He's having a terrible May. Yeah, he is. And, and uh, my mind on him has changed just within the last couple of weeks because my thought was, okay, well, he's a solid middle of the ranks kind of shortstop. You know, he's not droppable at this point. But, I mean, he's just been so bad. And I've sort of flipped on it. Well, he's in the middle of the ranks. There's lots of other similar guys. He is droppable, and I have already dropped him in the league. Okay, rotation time. Al, tell me about Scott Diamond. The Twins, they badly needed good pitching, and they got it. Seven scoreless innings against the Angels. Four hits, 12 ground ball outs, one walk, six strikeouts. Yeah, and that's the kind of performance the Twins like to get. You know, they do like the uh, pitch-to-contact ground ball kind of guys. Um I yeah I don't think we're going to see this all that often from Diamond. Um, you know he too is sort of to me the guy that you got in a, a deep ale only league. I actually have his predecessor Liam Hendricks in one of those leagues, so I probably should see now if Diamond is available to replace him. I don't see them as being that different. And Hendricks was pretty bad before he got sent down. What if predecessor and Liam Hendricks has ever been using a sentence before? Before just <laughs> could now be, could be the first time. Uh, rotation spot number two is Giovanni Gallardo. So he got the win last night. You look at his numbers. Gallardo's two and three. With a 5.35 ERA, 39 strikeouts, and 38 and two-thirds. I think there's a perception that he's having a, a bad year. Would you agree with that? I think that's a perception. 
Let me take out the Cardinals starts, fellas. Please because do. Because Giovanni Gallardo, he sucks against the Cardinals. His whole career, just terrible. If you take away his two starts against the Cardinals, 33 innings, nine earned runs, a 2.45 ERA. Does that make him a buy-low candidate? Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Would you say he's the same pitcher that he's been? I would agree with that. Yeah. It's he all- just had the unfortunate scheduling of having the Cardinals twice in the first six weeks. Yeah. So bad against the Cardinals. 14 earned runs and five and two-thirds, I think. It's really weird. He's got the strikeouts still. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it's the yeah. same guy. Jake Arrieta, six runs and six and a third against Texas. <laughs> he, he's like, Why are you laughing? Because we talk about him so much, and Scott's always picking him up and dropping him. We can never figure out what to do with Jake Arietta. He just threw eight shutout innings against the Yankees last week, and now he gets lit up by Texas. Um, what, what do you do with, with Jake Arietta? Would you drop him for Joe Blanton? Bland's look really good. Al's got the underlying stats theory on Bland. Yeah, I like Bland a lot, and yet I probably wouldn't do this. By the way, you just reminded me I need to check and see if I, my waiver claim on Arietta came through. <laughs> you trying Any competitors pick, probably dropped out. You're trying to pick him up? In the podcast league, yeah. Really? Yeah. He was a two-star pitcher this week. Well, I mean, it's too late for that. But well, I'm I, just saying, like, this is... I, I traded Wandy Rodriguez uh, yesterday, actually right after our podcast, right. to uh, Melchior Cabrera. <laughs> and um, oh, this is interesting. C- CBS White claimed off waiver waivers. Arietta Why would Jake. you still want him at this point? Wait, he did that in the pot. He just said he dropped him he yesterday. Did. He dropped him, and then he, he outbid he me him in the Monday. I think. He yeah, pick him up, and, and he must have the higher waiver priority. So I'm Arietta list. We should go outside and grab him right now. Have him explain uh, himself. <laughs> why so, would you want him? Why? Because I think he's he's got a lot of promise. I mean. He's in that you know category uh, with Duffy and Samarja as guys who have you know had ups and downs. But I mean, I just I really liked what Arietta did in the minor leagues. He started to show that he can translate that to the major leagues, and and yeah, I expect him to have some blow ups. You know, I mean, and this was a tough matchup. If it was going to happen, you know, it's going to happen against the Rangers. But um, long term, I would rather. Now I forget who the comp was that you just Blanton. asked me. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I, I like Blanton a lot. There, you know, if he's available in the podcast league, there's probably going to be weeks where I stream him if he's available. Um, Jared but, Parker, but, Arietta. Ooh, yeah, say put put Parker in that uh, same category too. He was good yesterday too. Yeah, um, I, I have to say probably still Arietta, even though Parker's been better. I think I got to go with Al on this one. Wow, begrudgingly. I don't think I'd be starting Arietta until he gets three or four good ones in a row. He's on that James McDonald up and down rhythm. One bad start, one good start, one good start, one bad start. Okay, fifth spot in the rotation, or fourth spot in the rotation, John Danks. He had a good start. No runs through seven, then he struggled in the eighth and had two runs charged to him. Two earned runs and seven plus at Cleveland. Thoughts on Danks? Are you encouraged by this? He had been really bad. He had been really bad. Yeah, we talked about him on the on the 360 show yesterday with the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I believe he was the ugly. Yeah, he was very ugly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm encouraged by this because I don't know who the John Danks was that was you know in there for his first starts before this game. I mean, it just statistically he doesn't didn't resemble himself at all. So I you know I obviously want to see more than one good start amid I think five bad ones, but uh, gotta start somewhere. I got faith in Don Cooper, the White Sox pitching coach. He's he's done some good work with some. Bad people. Yeah, and he's made a lot of friends with uh, taking Chris Sale out of the rotation. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bard, fifth spot in the rotation. He's had a weird, he had a weird start. He struggled in the second inning with 28 pitches, a wild pitch, and two balks. 
<laughs> then he had a five-pitch third, an eight-pitch fourth, a 12-pitch fifth, and a nine-pitch sixth. Things were going great until the eighth when he walked two hitters, and then he was removed, and Matt Albers gave up a three-run homer, so Bard ended up seven innings, uh, six hits, five earned, four walks, and one strikeout. I mean, he's basically has the same owner. He has the same exact ownership as uh, Jake Arrieta. Compare him. I'd rather have Bard. Well, it seems with Bard, we always have these qualifiers, though. Arietta, when he's bad, he's bad, and it's kind of like on him. Bard, I mean, like, you know, Patriots Day, it's seven walks. Oh, it's Patriots Day. It's weird. It's early. <laughs> Last night, oh, you know, Matt Albers gave up a three-run homer to Billy Butler. It just seems like Bard is just, it's like one stupid thing per game away from, <laughs> like the next game, like, oh, he was great until the blimp crashed in Fenway Park. <laughs> Everything was going fine, and he gave up seven runs after that. He was fine until someone hit a foul ball into his beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny that you asked this question about Arietta versus Bard because I'm going to hand you my laptop and you can see what I attempted to do here uh, in the <laughs> ad drop section. You were denied your Jake Arietta dropping Daniel Bard claim. There Sorry, you go. Buddy. So that answers your question. Also, you were denied David Robertson because CBS Nando claimed him off waivers. That's right, boys. He's on the market. And you were denied Henry Rodriguez because Little Mermaid's claimed him off waivers. <laughs> oh, you're just, what the number whole are you in the history. claims? I put the perpetual number 12. you got to number one by now. <laughs> <laughs> He's fourth, by the way. Uh, all right, so Bard overall. What is he? The, the stream guy? He starred him? You, you like him? I mean, I've had him in the podcast league every week, but uh, haven't start, actually I haven't started him every week, so I guess I would have to say stream guy. And I tried to drop him, so for me, definitely a stream guy. <laughs> okay. Injuries, news, and notes. Ryan Braun tweaked his Achilles. Not sure he's going to play today. Alex Avila out a few days. He's resting his knee. Andy Pettit will start Sunday for the Yankees against the Mariners. Uh, we don't know yet whose rotation spot he's taking. The speculation is that it will be Phelps, but Phelps pitches today. So we'll see. All right, who's picking up Pettit? No. Nope. Not me. Not in a standard mix league. Not a chance. Uh, Jason Worth out at least 12 weeks, and Davey Johnson says he has no plans to put Steve Lombardozzi, or Lombardozzi in the outfield, uh, and he didn't start yesterday with Adam LaRoche and Ryan Zimmerman back. Also, Nationals GM Mike Rizzo was fined for his comments about Cole Hamels, and I think he should have been fined at least $750,000 for being an idiot. I know that's a lot, and I'm just kidding. But I was really pissed at him because he was being so crazy. I'm glad he was fine. <laughs> Come on, man. No, he's being ridiculous. I think he should have been suspended long enough that he could you know, have his GM duties pushed back one day. That would make him equal <laughs> with uh, Cole yeah. Hamels. Well, I'm glad there was just, justice was served. Desmond Jennings thinks he'll be back soon, maybe today. Blake Bevin may not make his start this weekend. He was hit by a comebacker. The Cubs called up an infielder, Adrian Cardenas. He started at second base yesterday, was hitting three nineteen in AAA. Al, is he anyone to keep an eye on? Yeah, he is, because I actually like him better than Darwin Barney. Doesn't mean that uh, Dale Swaim does, but <laughs> could uh, eat into some of his time. And also, you've helped me realize that I pronounced his name wrong. I don't. I, this is how I heard it pronounced um, on a highlight. Yeah, Cardenas, but it wasn't by a Cubs broadcaster, so I don't know for sure. <laughs> we'll we'll see. Hopefully, um, we'll find out more. Uh, the Royals recalled Vin Mazzaro. Does that matter? I don't no. think he's relief. They called him to relief, right? Exactly. Yeah. And Angel Pagan and Juan Rivera both left Tuesday's Giants-Dodgers game with leg injuries. Time to debate. Okay, guys. So here's where this, this came from. We got a message on our Podcast League message board from the other Scott, not Scott White. <laughs> Let's make fantasy better, he says. My number one frustration in fantasy is seeing good teams get screwed and bad teams get rewarded by the luck of random head-to-head matchups. For instance, in this young season, we have already seen a team win 
with 202.5 points and a team lose with 316.5. Would it not make more sense to award points based on the number of teams you beat each week? In that case, the team with a 202.5 score would have gotten a 2 or a 3, and the team with 316.5 would have gotten a 9, 10, or 11. Wouldn't that reflect the team's performance better? Yeah, I mean, you, doesn't this can extend beyond points leagues, because I know not everybody plays in points leagues. But if you're in head-to-head leagues, what is the best way? You know, do you like just going against one guy, or one opponent, rather? And what, what's, what's the best way to determine standings and wins and losses? You know, for me, and I, I mean, this is obviously incredibly subjective but for me i actually just do like the standard format that we use a a one-on-one head-to-head and yeah it's not always fair um but i mean baseball's not always fair no you know every fantasy format has its you know ways of of you know maybe rewarding the the lesser team in a given time period but it just it's so complicated uh you know and I mean, I'm game for trying just about any fantasy format, but you know, the ones that are really complicated, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to really keep interest, stay interested in it. We got a simple head to head matchup. I mean, it simulates to me the real game and you know, so, I mean, we can come here Nando and I, in fact, we're playing the podcast league this yeah. week. So it's like, I can focus on your team and what's going on. I can barely focus on what's going on my own team. So, <laughs> you know, just for the sake of simplicity, you know, I, I like the standard format, but I can understand that this would be a fun league to try, and it's definitely a better way to, I guess, you know, test your metal and, and get rewarded for what you're you're actually uh, doing with your roster. If you played against multiple opponents, yes, that that exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CBA. We we have it set up for that. You can set up to play, I think, as many as eleven teams a week if you're in a twelve team league. That's roto, though. Well, it is, but I mean, <laughs> you know? you're establishing a record, though. I mean, if I'm playing four teams, the way I played it before was I played three teams a week. And this is perfect because in those weeks when I scored the 316.5 and someone else scored the 320 and beat me, I still beat you know, two of the other teams. I finished the week two and one, so you do have a more accurate record reflected. What we do in our baseball league, because this became a problem, was that uh, we'd, we'd, you know, the two teams at the top would both go to the playoffs, and then the two teams with the next highest point totals would go to the playoffs. Seems to work. Everyone's I happy. Like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I mean that's that's the other the other other way is to be men and play roto instead <laughs> of these silly yeah. little head to head point leagues. Roto, you know, I don't cat- even mind roto categories roto. or yeah, head to head roto. That's that's even fine because I, I think you can you can pull a tiebreaker in there and you know if if one team goes nutty on home runs that week, I mean you still can beat them in a bunch of other categories. Josh Hamilton is single handedly going to carry a ton of teams this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you're playing against Josh Hamilton, you're in trouble. If you have Josh Hamilton, you're in good shape. Um, but if you're playing him in Roto, you still have a chance to take you know, yeah. steals and all five pitching categories. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like it. playing against too many opponents, though, because I, I, do th- I do like head-to-head going up against someone. And if you're playing against too many guys, you kind of lose that. You know? Then it's just like Roto. And that's the thing. I don't, that's why I don't like Roto as much as I like head-to-head, uh, because I like playing against someone. It's fun. Yeah. You know, it opens up trash talk. And it opens up I, – I think, you know, losing on a week where you score a lot of points, that's kind of one of the charms of fantasy. I know it's uh, unfortunate, but it's also one of the, char- like, one of the cool things. Lo- winning on a week where you don't score a lot of points is awesome. It's a great <laughs> feeling. And I think it does even out eventually, right? I think it does, yeah. I mean, that's been my, my experience for sure. But I do like your idea, Nando. If one way to kind of equalize that is to award playoff spots based on points instead of standings. It seemed to make sense because it, it tackles this complaint. Like, oh, you know, I finished the season with 1,200 points, and I was third in my division. You know, and I beat all the teams but the two that made the playoffs. Well, you know, there, there you well go. you're in. 
Yeah, you're in. You had the most points. Congratulations. You're in the playoffs now. Do it when it counts. Hey, one more thing. <laughs> if you, as a Major League Baseball team, get that second wild card spot and you lose th- that play-in game, essentially, I will not accept that as we made the playoffs. <laughs> I'm just telling I, you that right now. I, you know, I respect that. <laughs> and I consider myself old school with these playoff formats, and I'm not that hardcore. It's so stupid. No, you didn't make the playoffs. That's, that'd be like saying, I finished tied for the division. We played a one-game playoff. The Twins and Tigers or whatever. The Twins lose or the Twins win the playoff. The Tigers did not make the playoffs. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's a one-game playoff. You did not make the playoffs if you lose that playoff game. That's absurd. I'll have to rethink this because, yeah, I, I – you know, in the, the play in, in a divisional tie, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, Major League Baseball counts that as a regular season game. And essentially the wild they, card game is a, is a regular season game. But because they call it a playoff, <laughs> I change my attitude entirely. That probably <laughs> you doesn't make sense. Yeah. You, you know what I compare this to? <laughs> the, the second round of the NCAA tournament. Sure. Yeah. It's not the second round. It's the first round. You know what I mean? It's like the, the round of 64, now that we have these 68 teams. And we call that those first four play-in games, we call that the first round. No, that's not the first round. That's the play-in round. Yeah. The first round is when all 64 teams are in. You know, you can't say <laughs> I made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament just because you didn't play one of those play-in games. You know what I'm saying? Or you just happen to be one of 60 teams that got to buy. 64 teams got to buy. Or, then, you know, I'm sorry, you're right, 64 then, teams, yeah. No, 60 no, teams. No, 60 teams, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't correct that. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah, you had me. You, you had me at 64. Okay, no, no, but, so division winner. But I agree, I agree with you completely. I will never call the, the playing round the first round. That's right, exactly. And a, a division winner right now in, in MLB can say, I made the second round of the playoffs just because they didn't play in the stupid wild card playing game. And I would completely disagree with them. Yeah, I've got some No one would go around saying that. Maybe they you would. Think Albert Pujols would run around saying we made the second round of the playoffs, everybody? Well, we beat, <laughs> we made beat the Red point. Sox in one game. We're in the second round. Let's party. You could, you'd be angry if they start spraying champagne if they win the game. <laughs> okay. Good call. I would be I'll angry. have your back on that. <laughs> All right. Let's grade the tw- uh, trade here. We got some tweets and some emails. We got uh, Professor Al, teacher assistant Nando, and Dean Azer here to grade the trade. Omar Baez on Twitter landed Pedroia and Sabathia. For Bautista and Kyle Loesch. Petroya and uh, gave up Bautista and Loesch for Pedroya and Sabathia. I like it. He sold high on Loesch. Got Pedroya and Sabathia. I don't, you know, it sucks he had to give up Bautista. But uh, you get a nice little return there. It's an A-minus. I like it. A lot. Uh, yeah, A-minus. A-minus, okay. Mark Komlenovich. I have two trades. I traded Weaver and Lahare for Starlin Castro and Alex Gordon. Weaver and LaHare. F. See, well, I, I say F just because he gave us two trades. That's not the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to go for extra credit. <laughs> All right, he gets an F for that one. Hanley Ramirez and Butler for Cargo and Edwin Encarnacion. He gave up Hanram and Billy Butler for Carlos Gonzalez and Edwin Encarnacion. This is like a C- minus for me. Not, not that it's bad, just that it's a shrug. <laughs> uh, yeah, to me, yeah, it's actually, yeah, even swap. You're boring. What does that mean? Is that what do we call that a C if it's an even swap? You know, if because it's not this bad. Is, this isn't fair because a lot of times when you make an even swap, it's a win-win where you're filling a need. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and give him a B minus. All right, I'll go with Al on that then. He is the professor. Okay. okay. <laughs> Mitchell Berend, nine batting, nine pitching categories in this league. I don't know which side he's on, but let's say he gave up Jeter. 
Matt Joyce and Jeremy Hellickson. Oh, Jeter, Joyce, and, and. Hellickson, and <laughs> Santiago Casilla. Jeter, Joyce, Hellickson, and Santiago Casilla for Kershaw, D. Gordon, Altuve, and David Hernandez. That's like an A minus. That's like a B plus. It's not as good as that first one. I'm sorry. It takes me a while to, to break these he down. He gets Kershaw. He gets D. Gordon. He gets Altuve. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a, a B plus. I mean, All right. This might actually be an A minus. Here we go. He gave up Hellickson and Santiago Casilla for Kershaw and David Hernandez. Yeah, big win there. He gave up Jeter for D. Gordon. Uh, I think it's you know pretty close to a draw. And Joyce for Altuve. And I, I like the Altuve side slightly better, so I, I think it's a big win. All right. Paul on Twitter. Paul Vanderheiden. Uh, this trade took place in my 12-team head-to-head points mixed league. Uh, it seems crazy to me. J- Justin Masterson and Tory Hunter for Carlos Gomez. Oh, what? I think I know. They probably met, someone probably fooled someone to think it was Carlos Gonzalez. That's a good call. That's probably what happened. <laughs> they just pulled the blanket. <laughs> or this is a trade in a retro 2008 league or something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, veto that. Dave in Michigan via email. I have a potential trade in the works. I receive Halliday giving up Edwin Encarnacion and Jordan Zimmerman. He has Duda and Swisher to rotate at first um, when he gives up Edwin Encarnacion. So would you give up E5 and Jordan Zimmerman for Roy Halliday? Uh, I would. So I wouldn't. Al, what's your grade? Uh, all right. So I'm still looking at the. So all right. He replaces. Okay. Yeah, I give him a, a B plus. I like that's a, like a C plus for me. So what you just because you like E five that much? Or? I like I like Zimmerman a lot. I do too, but I like Holiday better. But I, but you get Encarnacion on top of that. Well, he's giving up Encarnacion. Yeah, right? so I think there's a big enough difference there with Holiday and, and Zimmerman, and he can replace Encarnacion. So to me, it's it's not worthwhile. Mark and it is worthwhile. Lucas I mean, Duda, not for the other guy. Well, he also has Swisher and Morse coming. Swisher so. goes the outfield. Mark in North Carolina, I've been offered Kelly Johnson for Ryan Dempster. I currently have Jamile Weeks at second base. Would you do this trade? Kelly Johnson uh, giving up Ryan Dempster to get him. Nope. This is a D+. Plus. Yeah. I th- yeah, you can get more, I think. You should get more, yeah. Which second baseman would you target for Dempster? <laughs> First of all, I would actually rather have Jamal Weeks than Kelly Johnson, um, so there's no need to make this trade, in my opinion. But, I'm with Al. But which second baseman? Uh, How about Ricky Weeks? Start with Ricky Weeks. I, Ricky Ryan Weeks Dempster. is a good one. The name good I came one. up with is Dustin Ackley. Oh, yeah. I think either of those guys. I'd be okay with that. Uh, let's read an email from Mike in Michigan, 10-team head-to-head league. Pick one to drop, J.J. Hardy or Mike Avilas. Really? Hardy. Yeah, I guess I'd go Hardy, but that's uh, it's 10 teams. Yeah, I guess Hardy. Also, should I drop Bryce Harper for Alan Craig or Mike Trout? Uh, I think at this point you can trade Bryce Harper. I think at this point you could trade Bryce Harper and Mike Avila's for something pretty nice and yeah. not have to worry about dropping someone. You get a better player back, and, uh, and then you get to pick up Trout yeah. or Craig. You know, and, and if that fails, I, no, I wouldn't drop Harper. Uh, in a 10-team league, I would not drop Harper for either of those guys. Thanks, guys. We're done for today. Thanks, everybody. Send us your emails, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Please put podcast in the subject line. And remember, you don't make the playoffs unless you win the wild card round, the one game. <laughs> that's how you're going to leave it. No, it's just don't a, get duped That's like how me. we're going to leave it. It's just, it's just stupid to me. 
I'm so, it just bothers me. You don't make the playoffs if you whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Weigh in on it. Let us know what you think. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow. See ya.